ho, ho, shit. Santa, please. Look, she's supposed to be going away with me for the weekend, goddammit. Well, we decided that we would go skiing for a few days, hmm? Yeah, and I've been looking forward to this for three weeks. Bitch. Isn't Santa naughty? Ho, 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 fuck. Save the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hit record, so that's the start of the episode now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to Queer Horror Cult. We are closing in on the holidays, and what better way to do that than to dive into some of my favorite Christmas horror movies. Wait, well, nope. My favorite Christmas horror movie that has since been remade. A couple of times now? Yes. Um, yeah. Remade. Yeah, I, I can't, even though I enjoyed all of versions of it enjoyed all versions <laughs> for of different it. reasons uh, exactly i can't say they're all my favorite movies but the first no, is a classic absolutely. we're of course talking uh, about black christmas and this is like one of those rare moments where we're actually doing an episode in a timely manner it's like yeah the new black christmas just came out and we went and saw it opening weekend, which we we barely ever see things at theaters, let alone opening weekend. Yeah. Which is really fucking weird to admit when it's like, hey, check out my movie podcast. Right. Especially when horror releases are so, like, I don't want to say few and far between, but compared to, like, not horror movies. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think we'd take every opportunity we could, right? But when it also costs us almost $30 just to go see a movie yeah, that may or may not be door. good, yeah. when you could spend about the same to buy it and see it as many times as you want. That, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's like, yeah, you know, pick and choose. Yeah, I'm not one to advocate piracy, but it's one of those things where it's like, I'll wait for video, but for that exact reason, like, spend the same money, and then it's like, this is my copy. If I mm-hmm. want to watch it more than once, I can. Yeah, and sure, there is something to be said for seeing it on the big screen, especially if mm-hmm. you get... A theater practically to yourselves. That's cool. But then you could also get the two fucking dudes in the front row who wouldn't shut the fuck up. Who I was this close to screaming at. Um, I'm so glad that they only in our theater managed, of six people. They only managed to last like twenty minutes tops before the <laughs> feminism was too much. And I, I yeah, I couldn't hear what they were saying, but I'm just like it, it's canon, and that is why they left. Yes, it's canon. That's why they left. Yeah, that was yeah. their reasoning. Well, the movie's basically dragging assholes like that. I mean, they were talking at... Probably louder than we're talking right now in the fucking Easily. theater. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're at the fucking bottom, and you could hear them over... Because at first it was just the ads and stuff, and you're like, okay, whatever. They'll know. They'll shut the fuck up at the right time. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Joke's on me. Credit. But I suppose before we really dive into the new one, we'll go back to the beginning and crack back open that first again. one. Chronological order, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, Black Christmas, the uh, OG slasher movie, the precursor to Halloween, the one that just, like, kind of started. So, I mean, there were precursors to Black Christmas, sure. Like, sure. you could look into Jello and be like, there's the starting, so the slasher genre and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But as far as, like, this plays like a slasher movie. Yes. And it's got like all the the hallmarks of it mm-hmm. like the the pov shots the uh strange motives the people getting picked off one by one like the this... weird crazy person with the who says weird shit yep sounds oh, like they is... escaped out of that classic horror movie sanitarium escaped convict type but that isn't quite a trope yet because it doesn't get mentioned yeah 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 but it was the precursor to that shit absolutely yeah it's um Precursor for a lot of things, and it's funny because uh, the director, Bob Clark, will probably forever be known. His Christmas movie will probably always be a Christmas story. (laughs) But in my mind, it's Black Christmas. Yeah. It is the Christmas movie. That's his true Christmas movie. Yeah, we covered him earlier on this show. We covered Death Dream, which he did. 
That's one with the right. Vietnam vet who comes back and is like okay. stealing blood. I wouldn't rem- remember that connection. Yeah, he's he hasn't done a ton of horror work, but what I've seen of it is I really dig. It's been pretty solid. Yeah. Actually, that's the start and end of it. I've seen those two. I've never <laughs> seen Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. It is still... It's it's a solid two whole movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Black Christmas, it's it's about Christmas time, as you could probably imagine. We are shown a sorority house at some state-type university mm-hmm. somewhere USA. I, I'm wondering, is it even set USA? Because it's filmed in Canada. It's a Canadian flick. That's true. Um, you know what? I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Black Xmas, which yeah, specifically I, references as being, you know, a couple hours drive from Boston. Yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking Black Xmas. Yeah. Um, I don't... No, you know what? I think that this actually would be set in Canada because they, they mentioned Scarborough. They do. Yeah. Shows how much attention I pay. <laughs> no, it's mentioned apparently the house is in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I learned recently. Anyway, uh, most of the ladies are the sisters are going home for the Christmas break, understandably, but some of them aren't, Mm -hmm. and they're sticking around. They're having their, like, you know, pre-everybody going home, friends myth celebration, whatever the fuck. I don't know if friends myth is the thing, like Friendsgiving. I don't know if it would have been 1974, but that's basically what, at least not under that moniker, but that's what we see. It's more like Sismas, because it's all sisters. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, Sismas because it's so cisgender, but, like, that's, no, that's I mean, just Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Put the cis in Christmas. Um, and they've been getting... So this, they, the sorority has been getting weird phone calls because, well, the first time we see the, a call take place, like, hey, it's the guy again. Yeah, right. And yeah. he's calling them, like, piggy cunts or whatever Ugh. and telling them they're disgusted, like, just saying weird shit. These phone calls They're are chilling. Actually, like bone chillingly disturbing. This movie is one of the few movies that, like, I it still creeps me out. Yes, still creeps me out. I've seen it, it so many times now, and it still like makes me really uncomfortable. I remember when we were watching this that by the time it got to the climax of the movie, we just kind of like we'd both seen it fairly recently too. And the climax of the movie hits, and it's just dead silence. You've stopped doing embroidery. I've stopped yeah. dicking with my phone. We're just, just like sort of like staring at the stuck screen. staring at the screen. It's like, I know how this movie goes, mm-hmm. but shit if it's not like really edgy or see. And still super effective. Yeah. But the phone calls are like a really, like the first big yeah. part of that. Yeah. Oh shit. The vile stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's got, it starts out like obscene phone caller, like just like. You know, he just keeps going like, let me lick it, over and over yeah, again. Just, 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 yeah, Fucking piggy pussy. And like, like, that's definitely disturbing. Yeah. Like, and it's fucked up and gross. Yeah. But then it takes a bend where it starts, like, with weird screams and shouts and referring to all these people we don't know. Billy and Agnes and, like, multiple voices. And it almost makes me think of, like, demonic possession movies where they're like, oh, did they access their different vocal cords at once? And Right, right. Speaking in tongues almost. Yeah, yeah. like, he's not quite speaking in tongues, but you get very distinct voices. Mm-hmm. All coming out of presumably one person. Yeah. Yeah, because even the obscene phone calling, like... It's, you know, I've seen phone calling is always like, ugh, but even this is just, just off enough that it's just yeah. like that much worse. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely <laughs> Harder creepy. to sit through. Yeah, there's something about it. Maybe uh, I'll plunk in a chunk of the phone call. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
So very quickly, our first sister is offed while packing in her room. Uh, more sure, you know, the house mother shows up, mm-hmm. and slowly but surely, girls are getting picked off. Yeah, uh, unnoticed at first. Yeah. Um. So there's your your slasher bit. Yeah. It fits in with the slash movie, too, where everyone gets picked off in, like, a different way. That, yes, kind that's of thing. true. Like, not necessarily all slasher movies do that. Like, uh, even Michael Myers, who's only known for the one weapon being the kitchen knife. Like, that's his right. signature weapon. In the first movie, he, like, strangles people, gets uh, PJ Souls with the phone cord. Right. And, and still, like, stabs people as well. Yeah. And, like, look at the Friday the 13th, where it especially the sequels, it turns into how many different ways can we kill people yeah, he, off. Yeah, it's very, like, Jason gets very, like, MacGyvery. Yeah. And we get a bit of that in this with, uh, mm-hmm. like, the plastic bag. That's sort of the iconic. Yes. Through all three movies, there's a plastic bag moments. Right. Um, but that iconic image that sort of graces the uh, original poster art of mm-hmm. the body in the chair with the bag over her head. And, and it, like, like, all, like, the plas- her mu- sucked. Yeah, sucked into her mouth because yeah. she, like, she suffocated. Yeah. In and a struggle. Props to the actor who played right? that body. Like, every time it was just like, okay, not breathing, check. Sitting there all dead like, check. Eyes wide open, yeah, check. Yeah, this look of horror on and your face. It's, it's like, fuck, who, like, not blinking, you know, win the staring contest of life. Yeah, like, even if the if the rocking chair is rocking, like, just perfectly still body. And it's, like, so still that it becomes to the point of, like, okay, so was it, like, a prosthetic body? And then if it was, kudos to the effects person, because yes. it does not look like a prosthetic. That's, Hell no. I assume it's an actor, mm-hmm. because it looks like a person. Exactly. So either way, someone with a lot of talent was involved with that. Uh-huh. Exactly. We're introduced to... Our main character is Jess. We're introduced to her boyfriend. He seems what, like what, a What did you see when Jess first showed up? Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, I know she's played by Olivia Hussey, and I was like, isn't Olivia Hussey the, like, titties out for Romeo and Juliet actress? I like that it's not, isn't Olivia Hussey Juliet? It's just But there are so many Juliets. There's only one whose titties come out that I know of. Fair enough. And... I love how you said that you're, that it, because we all have to watch this in English class, like yeah. how your Our teacher, teacher got like, the sheet of loose leaf it. and like held it in front of the TV. So it's like, nope, no, no. no and I went to Catholic you. school and yeah, our teacher didn't, she just laughed at us. <laughs> so I was like, ah, boobies. And then, so and then in grade 11, because that was grade 10, Romeo Orange was right. grade 10. Grade 11, when we watched Macbeth, they made us watch the Polanski version, so there were some, like, old naked hags in it. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Really normal stuff. Normal stuff. And then at a certain point, they just gave up and made you watch Sid and Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) That was in comm class. Oh, okay. Career and life management. Oh, that is the best movie to show someone for career and life management. I know, because they talk about relationships, um, and because my fucking master's and biology teacher who was teaching Colm for some reason, didn't want to talk about relationships. We, well, I, I was on vacation for part of it, so I didn't catch the first couple of movies. I didn't see Harold and Maude. Hmm. I think I caught, I can't remember, you know, I saw all of Sid and Nancy, and then I caught, like, most of The Breakfast Club. Right, okay. And that was our relationships unit. Wow, that's uh, that's someone phoning it in. But Colm strikes me as that, like, there isn't a Colm teacher. There's a shit, who can we palm exactly. this, palm this uh, class off on? Exactly. But back to Black Christmas. Black, back to Black to Back Christmas, yes. Um, back to Back to Back Black so Christmas. her boyfriend is a real piece of shit, isn't he? <laughs> He's a fucking asshole. Like, why is she with him? Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we only get a window into the relationship because this movie set in more or less real time like it takes place mm-hmm. over a couple of days right so we don't see all of their relationship up to this point but you know he's just like she seems kind of cold towards him at mm. best yes and he is a manipulative gross asshole yeah and their little plot line leads into one of the like i'm kind of surprised this happened so like, in, like, such an early slasher movie, but mm-hmm. we've got a plot dealing with abortion. 
yet we um, find out that Jess is pregnant. She tells her boyfriend, she's like, I'm not keeping it. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, just because. He's like, no, no, it's our baby. Like, we're going to raise it. She's like, no, just because you want to doesn't mean I'm putting my life on hold for this shit. Like, yeah. fuck no. I wasn't mm. even going to tell you because look at how you're reacting. Yeah. And yeah, to have not only this as a key plot point but to not have her demonized for it no exactly yeah is like you're kind of like okay when's the other shoe gonna drop like he tries to demonize her and there's parallels between things he says and things that uh the uh killer says on the phone right more on that later yeah but it's uh one of those it's so refreshing and this is like before this is even a subject you really see tackled in such a blunt way not only that but but but, you know the classic part of the slasher genre is that if you have sex and especially if you're a teen girl or a woman you get killed super brutally you kind of have to have sex to be able to get pregnant and and or an abortion (laughs) yeah i was i was thinking that too like this really spins the final girl trope on its head and this is before it was a trope exactly it's like the proto final girl is like an anti-final girl Girl. Yeah, she's not the sort of chaste, virginal, Hell no. whatever thing. I mean, not that yeah. she's, like, overly sexualized. No, like, she's not. No t- titties out in this movie. Yeah. She, and, um, she, like, you don't actually like, see her in the act or she anything. She seems a little prudish compared to, say, um, fuck, I can't remember the character oh, name. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, uh, Margot Kidder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barb, 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 Barb. Yes, yeah, there she is. I knew if I heard legends. it, I'd recognize it. Except for the weird, like, rape joke, but that... I always forget about that fucking yeah, rape too. joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it happened, and it went, like, silent between us, and you mentioned, I always forget about that, just saying what we're both <laughs> thinking. So I was like, oh, in this movie? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, this movie. Oh, Barb. I, I, was, I was standing this movie, oh. and I was standing you. Oh. Oh, Felicio Barb. <laughs> Felicio Barb. It's calling it. code, or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't it's know a, what that It's means. a new telephone exchange. That's it. What yeah. What the fuck's a telephone exchange? But yeah, we talked about the, the phone calls, right? Yeah. Being so creepy. And this is one of the things that really sort of dates the movie. Not in a way that makes it seem like, oh, so quaint kind of thing. But no. it's just like, it really sets the time and place. Is a big part of the plot is trying to trace the phone calls. Yes. And we see they have to go to the fucking like telephone service building and manually chase down all the switches on the yep. switchboard that are connecting up. And, you know, you think now it'd be like, oh, GPS and digital triangulation kind of thing is how they'd do it in a modern movie if they had a trace kind of thing. But this is like, no, it's just like, yeah, keep them on the line. I'm literally going to be running through the stacks. Yeah. And I mean, you still have to keep them on the line as far as I know, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah it, 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 you let the computer do the work kind of thing. Yeah. Or at least all the cop shows would have you think this. That's how they make it look yeah. like, yeah. Whereas in this, it's like, okay, we have to physically run around, can't yeah. miss it, like... It's pretty high stakes. But I thought that was a, a, like, again, it's sort of um, almost a cliche at this point. Like, you got to keep them on the line and then do, like, the phone tap thing. But for the type of movie it is, I thought that was a good way to sort of keep the threat mm-hmm. that the phone call's going without the characters. Like, why don't you just hang up? Yeah, like, and they tell you to now. Yeah. You just block the number. It's yeah. like, as if they send me a message threatening to fucking kill me. And I don't know it's coming because I've blocked the number and I don't receive yeah. it. You're going to find some way to blame me for it after my death. Like, yeah. Ugh. No, that's uh, I've heard people say that where it's just like they don't block their harassers outright because they want to be they want the heads up what is going on. Exactly. They want to know if the person's escalating. Yeah, no, there's somebody who is like harassing my sister and like sending her messages threatening to kill her dog and shit. And they're like, oh, just the police really like, will block the number. Oh, and I'm I like, remember that. why would you like this person lives in the neighborhood? Like, why would you do I was like, how do you, then you don't have evidence? Yeah. Because if they're sending the stuff, it's just going to the void. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Super helpful. Just serve and protect though, y'all. Yeah. Mm. Uh, on the note of the cops, we have the main cop dude is played by John Saxon. He was uh, Nancy's dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. And he's in a bunch of cult movies. Lots of Italian flicks. Oh yeah, I know too. that name. So yeah, so I don't know why, but that would explain Seen why. Seen crop up in a few video nasties. Like he's the main dude in Cannibal Apocalypse and stuff. Um, Very nice. Yeah. But the cops are... It's weird. This movie kind of goes for the comic relief thing. It kind of reminded me of Last House on the Left in that regard, which you haven't seen yet. 
but it's got that kind of like the police are almost comic relief at how bumbling and shit they are at their jobs. <laughs> but at least they seem to care a little yeah. bit. Yeah. At least. Like the one, like, who is a grown ass man who does not know the word fellatio and what it means? Well, you have to keep in mind this is like. Oh, no, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> so, say this is pre Clinton. And was it at his trial that the judge was like, well, why do we need this? There's sex. Or was that at the, like, obscenity trial for Deep Throat? I can't remember. It's like, who even does this shit? And it's like, right. That was probably for Deep Throat. I love the logic where it's just like, what missionary exists in there for? (laughs) (laughs) Says someone who is, I feel so bad. Someone who definitely fucks. Definitely fucks all the time. Yeah. A plus fucking. But we also get the thing uh, I love where the, the cop comes in with his pants at his ankles and just blood coming out of his ass. And uh, the farmer guy shot him as he got a, got around a bird, a, like, bird shot in his ass kind of thing. It's like, yeah, well, he was trespassing because he's a cop. I don't care if he's a cop. He was trespassing and I'll, I'll stick this gun right up your ass. <laughs> We're good country people. Good country people. Yeah, it's interesting. This definitely has that... Like, that's another thing that makes me think of Canada a bit, because it's kind of got that sort of, like, small town in the big city kind of vibe sort of thing. Like, I would imagine this would be set... Well, you know, they mentioned Scarborough. This is, Mm -hmm. like, out in Ontario in, like, the neighborhoods kind of thing, but not in Toronto proper. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me think of, like, even our big cities here, where it's just got that kind of, like, weird small towniness going. Do the big cities have that? Compared are you talking, to, when you say here, do you say Canada? I mean, do you mean, Canada, I mean, do you mean Alberta, Alberta specifically. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, not Canada completely. Yeah, I was no. like, I mean, not that I've been to Vancouver. Montreal wasn't like, but Quebec is its whole own yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, tangents, yeah. tangents. Tangents, tangents. The final act of this movie is so fucking tense. I absolutely love how it plays out because mm-hmm. we've got, um, we've seen the, as you mentioned, the sorority sisters being picked off one by one. And, and there's a murder of the little girl's body is found when they're yeah, searching. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is it related? We never really know. I love how much is left ambiguous absolutely. in this movie. This like movie the, is so, like, unresolved. We so never really ways. learn the kill. Well, we potentially don't learn the killer's motive. We never know who the people being referred to on the phone are. Like, they're, like, yelling, like, Billy, tell me what you did with the baby, Agnes, Billy. don't tell them what we did. And it's creepy as all get out, and so much of that creep factor is we're left in the same dark the characters would be mm-hmm. left in. Like, essentially what happens is some unhinged maniac breaks into their house, and we see this in the opening scene, crawls up into their attic. Right. And is just camped out in there. That's an interesting thing, because the movie doesn't try to hide the fact that he's in the house the whole time. Right. But there is still the reveal for the characters of the calls are coming from inside the house. Yes. Another um, classic, like, yeah. tro- you start, you know, another sort of precursor to, like, a trope. Yeah, well, I imagine even at the time of this movie being made, that was probably an urban legend at that point. Because that's oh, an old school urban yeah, legend, yeah, for okay. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that. Um, not, I, I don't know the origins of it, for sure. Right, but, that makes sense. But cinematically, it's yeah. like, that feels like... If it was an original movie today pulling something like that, it would be, like, almost the biggest cliche ever. Exactly. But in this one, it's it's creepy as shit. And um, I really like the way that it plays out with the killer when she goes up to check on her, her fellow sorority sisters and she sees the eye looking through the crack in the door. Yeah. Like, that is so fucking creepy where yep. she opens the door and she hears this weird whispering and she looks at the crack in the door and there's just this, like, bloodshot wide eye, like, of someone staring at her. And then <sighs> as she runs away, the killer is... After, like, smashing the door yeah, into him. Yeah, she smashes the door into him. The killer is just constantly lagging behind the camera by a couple frames, so you never get a good look. Yeah. But it's like the scene where the camera whips back to the door, and you just see his hand gripping it as he begins to open it, cut to a different angle, and, like, the camera's crashing down the stairs after Jess, and you just kind of see, like, his feet or his shoulders. And, and you just hear him, and yeah, he's, ha- and he's, he's having a it. fit. Yeah. It's just so, ooh, like, unnerving and... 
It's so well done. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can watch this movie, like, so many times, and it's still just like, oh, my God, that's creepy. I remember when we watched this once with a bunch of our horror friends. We had people yeah. for, like, a Christmas right. horror party a couple years ago. And um, people that are big-time horror fans, like, they live on this stuff, who hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. mentioned that they thought it was just unbelievably creepy. Yeah, they're just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones where there's actually truth in advertising. The tagline for this was, uh, if this doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, movies right. always make these big boasts and all that right. stuff. But it's like, no, this one is, yeah. Yep. Still still true. Yeah. Truth um, in advertising, indeed. This movie is also very heterosexual. <laughs> Very white. Very white, yeah. Big surprise. It's the 70s. Mm-hmm. For both of those, big surprise. Yeah. Um, but, like, everyone has a boyfriend or a boy thereafter, and they always, like, it's just like, what does their boyfriend think? What does this happen? And it's like, I wouldn't expect otherwise, but it even, like, they add lines in there where the boyfriend's not even a character, or it's just like, has anyone told Phil's, uh, Phil's boyfriend kind of thing? Like, someone right. just says that randomly. And it's like, we've never seen or met Phil's boyfriend. We didn't even know she had a boyfriend until this moment kind mm-hmm. of thing. But they kind of drop in that sort of heterosexual yeah. context for everyone. But they do. And uh, I just found that kind of interesting because uh, it's not like in your face egregious. Like no. this movie is fairly sexless beyond the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like, yeah, I don't know, sign of the times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, it's it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. Even if it's only... Well, no, I know it's a classic in general, but I'm like, even if it's only a classic in our ho- in our hearts or in our house. Yeah. Maybe not everyone considers it such, but... Yeah, it's, It is to us, damn it. It's one of those ones where I believe they just showed it on uh, Shudder with that uh, Joe Bob's Red Christmas streaming thing. And he rated it like a half star lower than Jack Frost, the movie with the killer snowman kind of thing. And it's just like, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but your opinion is garbage. That doesn't mean your opinion isn't fucking wrong. In this this situation, your, your opinion is garbage. Yes. I'm offended to my core. <laughs> you look offended to your core. Ugh. <sighs> Yikes. Far, far less classic than the original Black Christmas is a little ditty from 2006 <laughs> called Black Xmas. Oh, wow, this movie. Um, it was extremely 2006. It's so interesting to see the reception to this movie. It was panned and bombed, and even the people that made it kind of disowned it a bit mm. um, for being garbage when it came out. And when I finally got around to seeing it, I'm like, I didn't think it was that bad. And now people are coming around to like talking about how it's actually really cool and good. And I'm thinking, <laughs> like, I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> like, so I remember the first time you watched it, you were like, oh, like, I remember you even saying, like, oh, it wasn't that bad it was kind of fun i guess yeah it's fun it's it's really gratuitous and in your face with that and i think that's part of the fun because you don't really get these like nasty kind of like nasty dirty boys in movies as much (laughs) anymore and uh this is definitely that Mm -hmm. there is so much eye trauma in this movie it would make fulci proud oh yeah like just constant like that's part of he just like floated out of his grave and transcended yeah like usually say someone's spinning in their grave but he did like that but the good the good way but i love how they went even so more egregious with it like the the eyeball stuff feeds into the backstory where the one person got their eye poked out and then there's the killer hanging the eyeballs on the christmas tree and it's like they're pulling people's eyes out and hanging on the christmas tree it's like okay okay that's extra but at least there's a story context but then even when like in the flashback when the uh the fucking, like, shitty boyfriend of uh, Billy's mom gets stabbed in the face, we see the thing go through his head and his eyeball shoots out the back (laughs) of his head. And it's like, that's just being gratuitous at this point. (laughs) Um, Or the part where fucking Agnes just, like, eats it. Just, like, takes one of the eyeballs and puts it in her mouth and chomps it and it explodes. And the camera is situated under her fucking mouth. So it's just, like, a rain of eye goo. Which is vitreous humor. And it's just like, yeah, you really you really just had to go there, didn't you? Oh, yeah, they did. 
What we have here is a bunch of forgettable, not particularly well-developed characters. Like, I felt like each one was stock sorority sister. And, like, the thing that's noteworthy about them is that it was 2006, so you have your, like, Mean Girls representation. You have yeah, your Gossip Girl yeah, representation. Yeah, I remember the cast. You just kept going, like, I know that person, I know that person, like... So, like, that part was, I guess, noteworthy. But, yeah, as far as the characters went, it was, like... You know, in, in I will say, in, in, like, both of the other two Black Christmases, it's really quick and easy to pick out who your sort of, like, main character is. Yes. I had no fucking clue who it was going to be so I suppose throughout on, the movie I suppose Black on Xmas. that front, uh, with Black Xmas, they did it cleverly. Everyone was bland in the same way. True. So, so, like, there were certain characters where I thought, like, oh, this person's going to get away. And that's like, ooh, died horribly. Cool. Yeah, especially, like, the bigger name ones. Oh, yeah, that's the one I cannot forget is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Is that her name? Yeah. Also known as the star of the best superhero movie ever made, Sky High. <laughs> as the star as a star. Uh, I know her from um, the thing, the thing, Death Proof. See from so um, many things. Scott Pilgrim. I know her from Sky High. Sky High. I need to remedy Which that. Which I saw in I theaters. I need to know her from Sky High. <laughs> yes, you do. Then you also know Bruce Campbell from Sky High. Uh, Kurt Russell from yeah, Sky that'll High. Yeah, I'll no longer be like the woman who played Wonder Woman from Sky High. Yeah, it won't be Ash from Evil Dead. It'll be Bruce Campbell from Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yep. Kurt Russell's finest hour. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little Sky High. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, okay, so with this movie, they do what Rob Zombie would do around the same time shortly thereafter, I believe, yes. with Halloween, in that it's like we're remaking a classic slasher movie that left things ambiguous, and that was a great thing about it. So let's get that ambiguity and shove it up our own ass and shit it out for everyone to see. Like, let's fucking go into everyone's fucking backstory. So much so. Like, no one asked for this. And, like, spell it out in your face so you cannot misunderstand what yeah. is happening here. So we get the backstory of Billy and Agnes, which, you know, it's like, okay, that's adding a layer to the movie. Like, mm-hmm. a, a layer of, of plot that wasn't there in the first movie, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think it's cool when remakes do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, if it's just a shot-for-shot remake, what's the point, right? Um, but it's also one of those things where in doing so they kind of disservice the movie and that all that creep factor that came with yeah. that goes away. Now it's just this like comically fucking, I don't even know like what the fuck like, is, is he supposed going? to be jaundiced? Like permanently, permanently like, like glowing yellow kind of thing. It's and just it was, missing blue hair. It was such an interesting choice. I'm wondering if they took a cue from Sin City with that yellow bastard. <laughs> and it's just like, that was popular. Let's put that in our movie. Why the fuck not? This, uh, this was also done by Glenn Morgan, who produced like a bunch of X-Files episodes. And I was saying, as we're watching this, this feels like an R-rated X-File kind of thing. Kind like, of, it, yeah. it sort of plays like an X-File with the, the weird backstory and the way the killers handle it reminded me of that, but it's just like yes. we're making a, a a gnarly movie so we can show eyes exploding, which yeah. we wouldn't be able to show in an X File. Yeah, X Files is not grim dark enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not brutal enough. I mean, you know, I, I can see where some of the brutalness comes comes in because it was uh, he also wrote Final Destination one and three. So <laughs> okay, you know, okay, now you know, things are coming together. Pieces of the puzzle they coming fall, together. Yes. Um, I'm seeing the bigger picture now. Yeah. It's becoming clearer to me. This one, I liked that they kept the phone calls. Yep. And they actually kind of like handled it like as in 1974, it's all landlines right. and analog and, and all that kind of stuff. Like they even mentioned we, the, the switchboard's mechanical, so we have to go and tap mm-hmm. the phone in person. In this one, the phone tapping doesn't become a thing. But what they do is the uh, killer's making the phone calls on the cell phones of people that have been mm-hmm. killed. So, you know, they get a call from someone who's gone missing and then they hear the weird obscene stuff. Like, that's not our friend. And it's like, yeah, that was just what I was going to say is it's like, it's a cool little plot point for how to handle the killers in the house calling them. Yeah. But it also shows how like not smart the characters are in that it's just like we haven't seen like mary beth in eight hours and then they look oh mary beth's calling ring 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 i'm gonna eat your dick and face and then it's just like <laughs> oh i wonder who that was that sure wasn't mary beth that's really weird oh well it's a choice it is yeah 
Uh, what did you think of this one? It was, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty low stakes. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I love the part that like the suspension of disbelief was ruined for you when he tries to make the cookies out of uh, his mom's back skin. Oh and he's yeah, using his the, Christmas the little, cookies. Like, the cookie cutter thing. And it was like those are so blunt. Like, like you could not cut someone's back open that no. easily. And then yeah, no, that was that was something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was the moment that just broke it for me. I just couldn't live in Black Xmas world anymore. I lo- I love that that was the big thing they were hinting at because they talked about his Christmas. Cookies. I know. I was like, oh god, what's that gonna be? And then it's like, oh, that's it. Oh wow, I'm so offended, oh, wow. guys. So grim dark. Oh, I'm jerky. Yeah, exactly. No, the thing that got me, where I was really kind of hopeful for a second, where the person I thought was gonna be the final girl, possibly, mm-hmm. or. A fine. Yeah, yeah, there's a final girl. I was going to say, there's a couple. It's like, no, there aren't. Technically. Yeah. Technically. Anyway, um, she, we find out that one of the, one of the first characters get offed, actually. Um, she's in her room. She's really, like, emo. And you're like, oh, what's going on? And it turns out that she's in, like, a revenge porn video that's yeah. been posted online. And so I was like, oh, my God, we're going to have a, a, like, final girl that got revenge porn? Like, Holy shit! And then it's like that's a new take. We'll we'll bring in like a feminist. Yeah, and then and then as you pointed out, you're like it was 2006. Of course you're not getting that. Yeah. And I was like, right, right. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. yeah so that no. didn't happen. That was a missed opportunity. Thank yeah, you, Cam, for, sure. for existing. It was just a. Uh, if anything, it was just like a contrivance to have relationship drama pad mm-hmm. out some of the intro running time. And to show some fucking without actually having to show like real time fucking yeah yeah and it's interesting too because it tries to like fuck with character dynamics and there's a lot of the plot that like is based on this but as soon as everyone's wise to what's going on it's 100% dropped and like mm-hmm. i don't expect it to be like no no we're going to not escape the murder house we're going to hash this out this. right now but it's almost like why is this such like an expounded upon plot point yeah. if it's just going to disappear the second we Enter into, like, the second act of the movie, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. I don't know. So it's just kind of... It was a choice. Yeah, and it was, like... I don't know. Like, this one... Like I said, it was fun, but you also get the sense it's, like... Do any of these women like each other? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the thing with the cookie-cutter characters, too, is they have that stock... That cattiness. And it's just... And it is extremely 2000s, because, like, why bother with, like, female character development when they can all just be, like, bitches? Yeah. But, yeah, it was just, like, oh... Okay, like, the investment was so, like, non-existent, not just because of the cookie cutters, but because it's like, are you even human? Like, like, you know, at least they give a shit about each other in the other two movies, and that's made abundantly clear. And we've talked about uh, on this show before how much we dig those movies that really get into the idea of female friendship without yeah. being catty. Like, Tragedy Girls is a yes. huge one for that. And yeah, they can have conflict, sure, but to always be, like really cold like catty to each other just on principle is like why why are you in this sorority like it doesn't even seem like it's that high stakes like Like, i think a good way that they handle that is like if you look at happy death day where mm -hmm. everyone's catty and shitty for to each other but that's part of the character arc is it's just like look how superficial exactly let's grow up a little bit yeah totally (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's a really good point yeah like i think that that happy death day sets that up that yes. kind of character dynamic but it actually does it but to it, a point yeah it undermines it and it kind of uh it like like subverts it to an extent right yeah. that doesn't happen here but 2006 i don't think that was a very subversive year yeah i um there was like a hostile movie here <laughs> i think um, i don't think that was a very subversive decade yeah the aughts were like torture porn and remakes kind yeah, of thing yeah and tits and ass and rape culture and transphobia Gay marriage, though. Yeah. People started giving shit about that, I guess. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, early 2000s. I'm glad I don't have... That wasn't, like, any of my formative years. Oh, it was, like, entirely my formative years, so I'm just... I I don't look back at them fondly. Uh, Fair enough. I do not have nostalgia for that shit. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. It was just a very weird time. I mean, I feel like anybody's time to grow up would be just, like, they'd look back and it was, like, a weird time, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. But enough about that. How about that? Let's uh, leave those uh, naughty oddies in the the dirt, and let's go to 2019. In fact, uh, as of recording this, 
like two days ago, this one came out. Mm -hmm. We watched the new Black Christmas. That shouldn't be a surprise since we've just been talking about Black Christmas this whole time. Mm -hmm. I Um, hope not. This movie is getting absolutely dragged across the coals. Like shit on. And I find that very interesting to say nicely. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think it deserves that nicety, like the, the no. backlash. But it was not that bad. <laughs> it really wasn't. And, like, because I would just write it all off as just like, oh, because, okay. So it was already getting dragged across the coals before being not R-rated. Yeah. And, you know, Blumhouse and everyone made it very clear that this was happening because they found that the audience they wanted to be targeting most with this movie was teenage girls. Yeah. And because teenage girls can't have anything nice without it being shit upon, of course that was the automatic reaction. Yeah. As if creating potentially a new generation of horror fans isn't the best thing ever. Right. And the, like, fuck, I don't know. No, the shit out there for teenage girls is often fucking horrendous there's probably yeah. you know even go before i'd seen this movie i was like it's probably gonna be, even just based off of the first black christmas if it was gonna have any sort of that legacy in it i was like there's gonna be so much like better like politically and like just better things going on and messages being sent to this key audience mm-hmm. like let them have this yeah <laughs> i don't know i think of so much of the stuff that like when you know when i was a teenage girl and it was either stuff that I shouldn't have been watching or stuff that just made me feel like, like I'm not stupid. Why are you d- addressing me as your audience like this? Yeah. So. See, I would have loved, ugh. selfishly, I would have loved to see an R-rated cut of this movie. Same here. But I'm glad that they they took this track for the reasons they did. And it's not just, maybe an R-rated cut does exist. Well, my understanding is that it was edited down okay. to a PG-13 okay. rating. And because I mean, there are a lot of shots in this where there's like about to be a gruesome reveal, mm-hmm. and then the camera cuts, and it makes me think like that footage probably exists. And maybe we'll get a cut of it someday. Yeah, maybe on, maybe uh, on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray, there'll Home be an video. unrated cut, and I'd be interested I'd watch to see it. how that stacks up. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because yeah, I will say after watching shit like the woman and Darlin and all these things, the payoff wasn't quite there when it came no, it to wasn't. like. Really, the you know wasn't that nitty gritty, but I get it. Like that's not the movie it's trying to. Be. It's not, and that's fine. Yeah. One thing that I think was hurt by possibly the writing, but also the um, the new take on the plot was the absence of the phone call plot line. Hmm. We got like, a, we got a DM plot it line. Takes, it takes the form of text messages, what I think, which was a great updating of it. Yeah. But. The problem is it doesn't hold the chilling aspect anymore. It doesn't. That, that the original movie had and was probably one of the brighter spots of the re- the first remake. For yeah. it's like, at least they still got creep with the phone calls. That's really true. Because like the very first text that we see in the whole movie in that sort of prologue thing where the first girl gets killed is the pig emoji and the cat emoji. Yeah. So if you have the background having seen, you know he's calling her a piggy pussy, piggy cunt, whatever. Yeah. But if you don't have that background, you're just like, what the fuck yeah, is that, that supposed exactly to mean? Yeah, that was exactly what I thought too. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that part, I, like, I, thought wow, was, that's I thought that so was a clever creepy. way to, to call back. Which I it. agree yeah. because I have that background. But yeah, if I'm, you know, a 14 year old girl who hasn't actually seen that yet, I'd be like, what the fuck? Honestly, if we had... Is that how the teens talk these days? If we had just watched the original Black, Black Christmas two days ago with the subtitles on... Would we have even made I that connection? I would exactly. have made that connection. Because, like, the phone calls and that, they're so distorted and screamed and stuff mm-hmm. that it's hard to really make out what's being That's said. That's a really good point, yeah. Um, so I really appreciated that little beat <laughs> mm-hmm. in the start of this one. Yeah, no, it was a nice little callback. They put in little details throughout. Like, the cat in the um, sorority house... Is a girl kitty, and her name's Claudette. Yeah, I love and I'm that. pretty sure in the first movie, like the very Claude. is Claude. Yeah, and you have the the, the house, house mother, mother going around like Claude. I'm gonna fucking kill you. you there was no house mother in this one, was there? There wasn't. Is that even really a thing anymore? Like I have no idea. I, ha- I don't know. Um, the most recent movie I know with a house mother is House Bunny, and even that's <laughs> <like>. <laughs> and that is even like I think yeah. they're either very early to 2010s or very late aughts yeah. kind of thing. I don't actually remember. Yeah, because um, we do get a slight bit of that where Imogen Poots is just like, um, 
I'm your your big sister. I mm-hmm. think she refers to herself. Mm-hmm. I've got to look out for you to, to one of the other That's people. right. Yeah, they have big sisters and baby sisters. Yeah, so I guess that sort of like takes, mentor kind of thing. takes the place of it. I suppose, yeah. But yeah, you don't have this like hilarious, like, me- you know, Perry or post-menopausal woman who just loves drinking, walking yeah. around being like, okay, you bitches, stop fighting. Which, yeah, that was... I was sad not to see that, but I also yeah. don't know how much of that, like, is that a thing anymore? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. Play. Like we do have sororities and fraternities here, but they are nothing compared to what they are in the States. Yeah. So even if I, you know, like I had, um, a, when I took my feminism pop culture class, one of the like two guys in the class, he was, he was actually in a fraternity. So he was like our like frat consultant. That's oh, like, yeah. Hey John, how does this like, Tell tell us about this. And he'd be like, well, okay. So like he he was, he was really good sport about it. Yeah. But that's like the close, I don't know. I guess I have a neighbor who's in a sorority. Okay. Assuming she's even still in university. She might've graduated by now. I don't know. But yeah, like here it's very, the impression I get is a lot of it is based around like charity work and shit like that. Like a particular cause that you do. And I don't know. Yet even in Canada, they still manage to get in hot water. Like, you got that uh, frat out east that was, like, yep. doing their rape anthems yep. kind of thing. Oh, I loved... I, I didn't even make that connection until just now, but the, the sing-along talent show thing mm-hmm. was, like, a, such a great fucking subversion of those, like... You always hear about those frats with their rape anthems where yep. they sing those, like, crass school songs about, yep. like, committing, like, shitty, vile things. Yeah. And there's a talent show song that's just, like, a lovely subversion oh, on it. just that. stuck in my head all afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's another thing is um, the, with the backstory in this movie, you get your main character and you find out that she was raped and I think presumably her first year yeah. because she, if they're doing it, your typical four-year degree, they're saying this is their last fall semester mm-hmm. ever and she said it was three years ago. Yeah. So, and her rapist is back on campus with yeah. the, the founder's fraternity. Yeah. So in the first one, you got abortion. In the second one, you don't have revenge porn. <laughs> and in the third one, it's a rape culture. Yeah. But, like, there's these this thread going through the whole, mm-hmm. like, all of them of actually, like, I find it so fucking funny when people get mad about the political feminist <laughs> bent of the new Black Christmas. Because it's like, did you watch the first Black Christmas? Because like, that is, like, the attention? whole fucking backstory. Exactly. My dudes. <laughs> and the fact that she doesn't have, well, I mean, I know the end is bleak and ambiguous but Mm. potentially bleak depending on how you view it um but she doesn't have that typical slasher oh this woman she fucked so you're gonna get to watch her in gratuitous detail get absolutely slaughtered yeah yeah that's That's pretty fucking political yeah the absence of that Mm. no it's um whether you like the new one or not i do find it just so funny that that's the uh the, the 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 sticking point for so many people. I will say, and you said this to me at the end of the movie, it was very on the nose. I don't know if I have ever seen something so on the nose yeah. as this movie. Like, it feels too contemporary. I saw a take on, on Twitter. I cannot remember who said it or the exact wording, but to paraphrase, I saw a take that was like, it kind of has to be on the nose because think of how many movies hint at like a gay character and everyone's just like, oh, they're just good friends kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, like they want this message to reach the people in the back kind of thing. Yes. So they're shouting it real loud. They're shouting it with their full chests. Yeah. And that's what the one thing I will give them is with being so on the nose and really committing to it. They committed to it. Oh, absolutely. They absolutely like they went as far as they could go with it. It became almost absurd at a certain point, yes. like in this very ridiculous way that I think I was laughing at some some stuff that I probably wasn't supposed to be laughing at. But at least I was having fun. But, yeah, exactly. When I was laughing, I wasn't laughing because because a fucking head was floating around up into a treehouse at the end of a stupid, shitty two hour long movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing because it, I was having fun. Yeah. Oh. Say it how you really feel. <laughs> I'm saying it with my full chest. But even so, yeah, and that's part of where the conflict comes for me because this movie has the supernatural angle, which again, at least they committed to it. They went full into it in a way that I remember we were saying Suspiria, where like 
it didn't go far enough, even though I can't imagine how it would have gone farther. Right. This one, I'm like, no, it went far enough. Yeah. But then, so kudos for that. Yes. But then there's that part of me that's like, it's not supernatural. It's, this is happening in real life without it being yeah. a fucking culty, weird, like black mass yeah. type bullshit. It's just happening because powerful white patriarchal cishet men are fucking asshole, evil, like antisocial. It's, it's like, like you can look at that sort of aspect as metaphorical or allegorical yes. of like MRA brainwashing. Kind yeah, of and that's the thing. I did see the brainwashing in there for sure. Like they have fucking. Dark- but I think yeah, that's sorry, kind of ahead. the issue with it being so allegorical is because everything else is so on the nose that it's yeah. just like trying to like be like, oh, it's a metaphor. It's like okay, it's literally the only metaphor in the entire movie. Given that everything yeah. else is just like you're hit with it. And yeah, given how on the nose and hit in your face it is, I don't think they're trying to say like, oh yeah, all this stuff that these like hysterical feminists are saying like oh yeah it's it's just it's just black magic yeah like i don't think that's what they're trying to say by any stretch of the imagination that'd be so fucking weird if that's what they were getting at it's just like wow this is horseshoe theory like totally yeah but at the same time i worry that it would be easy to like write that off when Mm -hmm. as kind of such because i mean and again like i don't know what fraternities are like because i'm not in the states but, you know, there's a reason that, like, every president of the United States ever has been in a fraternity and shouts right. that out. and Or in the UK, even. Mm-hmm. And these weird secret societies where they make you fuck pig heads and shit <laughs> to... So they have dirt on you because, like, it's better. Rather than having people you can trust, you know you can trust them if you can say, like, oh, yeah, I can leak that you're, you fucking, like, fucked an underage kid because we made you, but you yeah. still did it. Like, it's it's this whole, like... Yeah, we have to have dirt on you so we know you'll comply. Right. And so they do horrible things and they love it because they're monstrous. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, no, just this fucking like fuckery with power. It all comes back to power, man. I know I'm so like on, you know, back on my Foucauldian bullshit about it or whatever, <laughs> but Jesus. That's I, ugh. but yeah, no, wrong. just to be able to then go so far as to i mean you know when you talk about like secret society shit it's it's like one step away from black magic and all right. that shit but but still it's just something about where it's like no this is re- it's very real mm. and so it, for in a, in a movie to have it be like it's magic it's like ah yeah. it just there's a disconnect kind of there the it does yeah. yeah even if that's not what they're again like not what they're, i think they're trying to do or anything like that. It still just is like, no, this is, at the end of the day, this is very real. Yeah. So many people have to live with the consequences of this. Yeah, because before that reveal, there was no part of me that was thinking like, I don't buy that these frat boys would be acting in this way. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, I, yeah, that's frats. And um, yeah, if given the opportunity, they would absolutely use fucking magic to do this. Or yeah. whatever the hell, sorcery, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Dumb fuckery. Uh, if you couldn't tell by that little spoilery kind of, like, tangent we went on, this one diverges from the plot of the other two Black Christmases quite a lot. Just a little. Um, and I'm a little conflicted, because I've all like I even said earlier this episode, why remake something if you're just gonna do the same thing over? Like, I love it when people take a chance and do something different, Mm -hmm. and I will give them a full round of applause for actually doing that. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for doing something different. But it's so off- point from the original that it's like could you even really call it a much of a remake like it's the setting is the only real connective thing other than the couple easter eggs we mentioned it's like yep sorority at christmas slasher and we're not the only ones to say this we've heard a lot of people like like talk about like we just had a conversation about um with uh someone about how this is similar to the skulls. With Gaslight I... Queen, we're going to call her out. Okay. <laughs> not call her out. We're going to shout her out because yes. her memes are fucking dope. Her memes are You should are go fire. look at them at Gaslight Queen on Instagram. Yes, yes. <laughs> I just want to shout that out because, well, I mean, she she's so sweet. She'll message us and then she'll be like, oh my God, you replied. That's so nice. I'm like, your memes are amazing. Like, I'm also a little bit starstruck here yeah. that you're talking to me. But yeah. also, yeah, I want to promo those memes because they... Many of them are, like, they take screen caps from a lot of horror movies and stuff. Yeah. And then they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, look them up. 
Kessler Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, like the mention of it being similar to the skulls came up, which I've never seen, mm-hmm. but I've heard a lot of people sit make that comparison more so than to the original Black Christmas. Right. Yeah, it gets to the point where you're like, is why why did you call it Black Christmas? Because <laughs> you know that would cost extra money to license an existing property. Like yeah. that's extra money, and is the name appeal of Black Christmas big enough to justify it? Because mm-hmm. I still think of that as being like. A famous horror movie if you're already a horror fan. Yeah. Not something that general... There's not, like, not Friday that, the 13th that, that all that the teen girls yeah. are gonna go and be like, oh my god, Black Christmas for my generation. It reminds me of when um, Sorority Row came out. Yeah. Where it was a remake of House on Sorority Row, a movie that, like, most people hadn't even seen because it was just, like, some bargain bin video thing that was right. out of print. And then it's, like we're going to not even keep the original name. We're just going to change the name. So I was like, why did you pay the money for something that's so different from that movie? And like, there was a part of me that was, you know, as I was saying that out loud was thinking like, well, because if they didn't, then everyone would be like, Oh, this is just like a rip of black Christmas. That's true. That's true. Because like uh, they wouldn't win either way. Yeah, no, it is a losing battle. Like I'm not saying that I I'm not one of the ones that's just like it's not my Black Christmas ah, mm. kind of thing. But it, Zoomers uh, aren't allowed to have a Black Christmas. Yeah, but it's just one of those things that I find it kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, like, it's 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 choice. Like I would rather this than them just redo what we've already seen. Exactly. Full stop. And they would and again they would either have to do some weird shit excuses for the, the, the phones to have it like be phone calls. Cause who the fuck call, talks on the phone anymore? Yeah. Or they would have had to set it in the past. They even point that out in there where there's that line of dialogue when um, she's it, calling. Yeah. Her the voicemail. The, the voicemail is just like, leave a message or, you know, send me a text. Yeah, like, she's like, like do people. me a solid and text me next time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Yeah. Like it's so funny where we have our phones on us all the time. We have like, you know, call display so we know who's calling and everything. And it's like, I'm not answering the fucking phone. I fucking hate when people call me. Like, Don't text, call me. It's like, text me. Which yeah. is funny because there are times where I will purposefully call you because it's faster to just talk Oh, for sure, for sure. But in general, yeah, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. <laughs> don't you know social etiquette? Like, don't call. I don't I Like, yeah, I barely pick up the phone. Mo- like, especially if they don't recognize the number. Yeah. I'm not fucking picking it up. Like, sometimes my parents will call me and it's just like, they didn't text to tell me they were going to call me. <laughs> I'm so unprepared for this phone call. They couldn't warn me. Whereas when I call them, it's just like, I text them first and be like, can I call you? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. So, yeah. Exa- see what I mean? Like, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Like, as much as I love the phone call part, it's like, that's a very... It's not of this time anymore. Yeah, yeah. So. Like, yeah, I more just miss, like, how much of a tense, creepy yes. element that provided. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, it felt more like I was watching Year Next at a certain point. Exactly. Like, I got big Year Next I vibes. I did, too. Like, from the home invasion kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, with, especially with the archery yeah. and the, like, yeah. 100%. I was thinking that, too. Except instead of a weird hunting lodge thing, it was a sorority house. Yeah, right. Yeah. I want to talk a bit more about yeah. the the rape culture plot. I really liked the dabblings of post-traumatic stress. Right. Throughout, we have the re-experiencing with the nightmares. Mm-hmm. We Or the flashbacks as she's being attacked again. So real, like, good job, guys. And there's also um, what we've been told... By a friend a few years ago, back in the like, I think like sort of earlier half of Orange is the New Blacks, we like most people we stopped watching it like long before it ended. Yeah, and um, where one of the characters is raped and she wants to just leave it be. She just is like, yeah. no, I'm like, I really don't want to do anything with this. I just want to go on with my life. And her best friend is like, no, we gotta like fuck this guy up, like. And so we were talking to our friend about it, and she's like, that is so real. Because yeah. she was assaulted in high school, and I guess she's, she said she really connected that to her experience, where she was like, I just wanted to, like, you know, put the lid on it, put that in that, like, I'm just move on kind of thing. And it was her yeah. friend who was like, no, like, like mad for her kind yeah. of thing, and, like, carried that anger for her and that wanting to, like, get some kind of justice or something for it. So... Mm-hmm. Seeing that kind of in this movie where she was like, well, three years ago, like, I'm just, I, I don't want to be around him. And that mention, then having the, the friend mention, like, oh, you just want to shrink and you just want to, like, be, you know, shrink into nothing kind of thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's super relatable, too. But 
so the dynamic there, but then also the propensity just want to kind of disappear. Right. Was like, yeah, it, it spoke to me. Mm-hmm. So it was good. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm liking these, uh, 2018 onward Blumhouse movies showing some post-traumatic stress realness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's one of those things where, like, even, like, I, I thought this was a fun movie. One mm-hmm. of those things. I'm not, like, if I'd waited for streaming or something, you know, I'd be like, okay, like, we mainly went out to watch it because we wanted to podcast about it. And have it, yeah, have the um, episode come out within, like, a week of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I don't regret seeing it or paying nope. the money for it. Nope. Um, But it's one of those things that, for all the stuff it does, I'm glad this movie exists. Yeah. More than I, like, the stuff that I may have issue with. Yeah. Like, I would rather this movie exist as it is, possibly imperfectly, yes. than it be, like... On the cut, you know, cutting room floor yeah. somewhere. Or worse, just, like, a script that was never realized. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't, like... I'm not in love with this movie or anything. I had a lot of fun. I, yeah. I'd say I enjoyed it overall. But that being said, I will defend it. Especially yeah, sure. because... Like, what was that tweet you read out earlier that was somebody saying, like, I like this was a movie I wish I had when I was yeah, a teenage was, girl? Uh, BJ Klein. That was. Well. Okay, um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I... Exactly. Like, there's... Yeah, it's, it's one of the things where, yeah, I'm like, let teen girls have this. Yeah. And teen NBs and teen, you know, whoever, whatever genders. Whoever responds to it. Yeah, yeah let yeah, them yeah. fucking have this. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of dumb shit that I loved as a teenager that... Now is kind of cringy and yeah, still has that nostalgia value to it, but like, let them have this. Well, like you said, if it's for women or especially for teen girls, especially. it's always derided. And then if it's suddenly seen as having value, it then has to be recouped into masculinity, like or like some kind of like elevation or well, masculinity like no is, bigger is example elevation. I can think of than the novel, the whole form yes. of the novel, where it's like novels were primarily for women they were kind of thing, they were like but... invented by women they were primarily for women yeah. and then yeah once men get into it they're like oh when men women are the do true it, masters of, of uh, the novel exactly so so then which is something they actually reference to in this movie they yeah. do it's pretty funny well as there's as on the board you see they're citing homer when there's no evidence that homer was even a singular person but there's right. also arguments that homer was a woman oh really yeah Classics minor here. I don't remember yeah. who made these arguments or what their compelling detail was, but yeah. And then they put like, and then I love how they like directly quote Academia's favorite, like pick me. Mm-hmm. And I know I was just like waiting for them to like drop in some like reference to the Jeeps or something. Like <laughs> if you know, you know. All right. Well, that is a black Christmas extravaganza. Um, black XXXmas, but not why you think yeah the black triple xmas back to yeah. back to black back to back to back to black christmas yes we'll go yeah. with that <laughs> um i had a lot of fun watching these movies uh, mm-hmm. even like when they weren't particularly great like i'm looking at you 2006 <laughs> um it's good for what it is just like sure. schlocky fun yeah, kind of thing i'll give it that uh so it's yeah I'd recommend checking out any of these based on your tastes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, they are all very different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just if you feel like one doesn't mean you won't like the others, but I don't know. Think for yourself. Yeah, I wonder how many people actually like all three. Like, I wonder, yeah. does that make me sort of an anomaly? <laughs> well, and then you pointed out that, um, I mean, part of it was, like, people revisiting the other one 10 year plus years later, sorry, the 2006 one 10 plus years later, and yeah. saying, actually, it's good and cool. I love that. Okay, Black Xmas comes out, and it gets totally panned and ripped to shreds, and everyone hates it. Um, and uh, I thought, like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Whatever. And then, as you're saying, everyone loves it now. Well, and not even... Only in context, like... Of having a new one. Because the new... This one, you know, 2019 just comes out, and people are like, why'd you remake it? There's already a remake that's good and fine. It's like, it was already remade. It's like, and you all hated it. You all fucking (laughs) hated it. Yeah. Which, so I will say, this makes me wonder what... And I'm sure I could look this up, but I have yet to bother to what the reception was for the first one. Right. Because I could see it also potentially being like, what the fuck is this? Like, being very divisive, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that could be another way that the the remakes stand, stand in line with the tradition. Yeah, stand true to form. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I can only assume that, well, I mean, slashers, like, they weren't very critically acclaimed and they still no. aren't. But also one that's about, like, 
women and women who have names and women who like are friends with each other and one wants to have an abortion yeah. like this is heretical this is like the oh my god so i yeah i could see it being very like only years later yeah. appreciated and realizing what it did yeah that it went sure. that hard for us so i don't know uh, who knows i could just be projecting yeah. <laughs> so i suppose it is that time of uh, recommendations yes it is so i'm gonna go with one of my longest favorite Christmas movies. And when I say longest, I mean it has been my favorite for the longest because it is a grand total of like 26 minutes long. Right. It is 1966's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the right. original cartoon version. Um, I would say, and I'm making the argument here, like, first of all, the Grinch, when he smiles for the first time in the movie, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I was really, like, I had to look away. It was really uncomfortable for like many years. That was the scary part. So it's a little bit scary. But also, I'd say the Grinch really fits in well to that queer cryptid canon like he's <laughs> he's 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 this grouchy old gay who just like fucking hates people and he only he's only friends with his dog and he's just wants he's like this hermit like he, he just fits into that canon you know i love it yeah so I that the, yeah, the grinch is and, and yeah he just has like i know he's a who which are you know what whatever but he just has, like, big cryptid energy. Yeah, totally. So, when we all know that all cryptids are gay slash queer, so that's why, that's my pick. Perfect. I like thank it. You. Thank Great you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go with a obvious choice, but I, I don't know. I just love this movie. It's one of my go-tos. Uh, Gremlins, 1984. Hell yeah. It's a lot of fucking fun. Yes. Uh, there's a reason that it always gets played at, like, repertory theaters and this time of year absolutely like, one day we'll cover the gremlins movies i promise yeah, for sure last year we're, we're on christmas we're like no let's not do the obvious ones let's do the not obvious ones and this this year we've got something new but gremlins one day one day it'll be we're gremlins, coming for yeah. you baby all the gremlins gremlins two two yeah absolutely. gremlins two as well as well and we can explain our theory of how our cats are gremlins. Yes, yes. And we'll have we'll post photographic evidence. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, but until that time comes, uh, thanks for listening yet again. Hope you're enjoying the show. And take it easy and keep it sleazy. Oh, oh.